Welcome to the Catholic Link Podcast, the podcast for busy Catholics. This is Father Rob Adams, and today I wanted to do something a little bit different than our normal podcast uh, routine, maybe. I was thinking that every once in a while I would like to try to do a monologue. It's just me talking, I don't have a guest on, so sorry about that. But I do think it's kind of a good idea to, to have the podcast get mixed up, and I've got some thoughts about things that I want to talk about, and since I can't interview myself yet, um, I think one of the best ways to do that is to just kind of have a monologue, just me talking, and uh, please feel free to share your thoughts. If you don't like this, that's fine. We won't keep doing it. But if you do, um, maybe we can make this part of our regular routine on the podcast just to get a little bit of my thoughts, and that way you can understand the things that matter to me and the kind of topics that I choose to come up with for our podcast. And one of the things I wanted to talk about today is actually not so much theology. But, of course, it's going to come up because I'm who I am and I can't help that. I love theology. But I really think that there's a few real practical concerns about Catholic life that we just don't really talk about on Catholic platforms, right? We're really quick to talk about theology and sacraments and vocations and prayers, but... We sort of miss what might be considered like a meta-analysis or kind of a, a geopolitics of the church itself. And I know that some people aren't really interested in that, but I think it gives a lot of context for theology, for the sacraments, and for what you see going on in your parish. So today, I want to give a little bit of a reflection on something that we talked about yesterday at a deanery meeting that I was at. And for those who don't know... A deanery meeting is really an administrative part of a diocese. So the bishop can't run the whole diocese as one giant entity. So what they usually do, well, they always do, they break the diocese up into different provinces called deaneries. And each deanery is presided over by a dean. And the dean acts as the bishop's representative in that little province. Now, I'll be honest... A lot of times, some dioceses will make deaneries like they're this real thing, and they're really just administrative, and mostly they're for priests. But the main reason that we have them is to keep each other accountable as priests, to receive communications from the diocese, and just to provide a little bit of fraternal support for places where guys are like really spread out and we never see another priest. Anyway, so yesterday I was at my deanery meeting, and one of the topics we covered was life in a post-COVID Catholic church. And they were asking us what had changed in our parishes since COVID, and what was never coming back. So I want to share a few things that I heard from myself and from most of the other priests. So the first thing that changed with COVID was um, we lost a lot of people. We lost a lot of people. I think the national average is is somewhere around 20%. Uh, probably that's that's very conservative. It's probably much higher than that. But a lot of people stopped coming to Mass. Another thing we lost was during the lockdowns, we lost all of our programs. So people lost CCD, schools, potlucks, socials, you name it, it, it was over because of COVID. And some of those programs did come back, right? People have potlucks again, they have socials, we have CCD. But I think we all know some programs were kind of on their last leg before COVID. And once COVID hit, it was kind of a good reason for people to drop it or to let it go. 
One of the things we found in our deanery was that a lot of programs were being headed up by like two or three older people, and they were getting ready to lay it down anyway, but COVID really just was the impetus that allowed them to let it go forever. And in some places, those programs have not really been picked back up. And then the other thing that changed during COVID was a focus on uh, alternative ways of being Catholic. And I I don't mean that in some kind of hippy-dippy, like, fingers, you know, like, alternative, right? Bunny ears. I mean, like, digital ministry, right? Doing Zoom calls, doing live stream masses, um, phone conversations more than individual meetings, that sort of alternative. So with that in mind, I wanted to examine a little bit of what that looks like on the other side of COVID. So first and foremost is people have not come back to mass. Now there's a good side of this and a bad side of this, right? And let's start with the bad. (laughs) So the bad side, obviously, from God's point of view and from the point of view of the church, is these people have cut themselves off from the life of God offered in the church and in the sacraments. So we are sad that they have done that. But there's another consequence too, and I hate to be really nitty gritty, but one of the consequences to that is like a lot of parishes have lost 20% of their tithing population. So some places really have been hit hard since COVID by not being able to to meet their budget. Now, there's a caveat there, and some places are doing better than they were before COVID, but it is something to note that parishes have lost a lot of their donor base. What's another thing that... Well, sorry, what's what's the good side, though? The good side to this is I personally think as a pastor that a lot of people were kind of on the edge with their faith anyway before COVID. I think they came to Mass because they felt like they had to, or they felt like it was like part of their culture, and COVID was really the excuse they needed to just walk away. Now, I'm not happy that they walked away in itself, but I am kind of happy that the people that I'm dealing with now and that do come to Mass want to be there. They want to be at church. They want to be Catholic. And I think that that's a really good thing. Now, obviously, we need to keep the door open and we need to bring people back in first through the Sacrament of Reconciliation, but we do need to bring them back, right? Another thing I want to talk about is programs, right? So I mentioned before that our programs were sort of thrown off, right? Well, a couple things to note about that. First and foremost, I think it's time for American Catholics to realize that the Catholic Church in the United States is in a phase of uh, of contraction. Sorry, I, I stumbled over my word there. We're in a phase of contraction. So just like the economy expands and contracts, I think the Catholic Church expands and contracts. And that's not to say like we don't have a crisis on our hands with a you know a massive falling away of people. We certainly do. But in terms of the institution, right, in terms of the number of parishes, the number of schools, the number of apostolates and outreaches, those things come and go through time. So what does that mean? It means that in some dioceses, you're going to see the number of parishes shrink. You're going to see the number of schools go down. You're going to see the number of outreaches and random little Catholic apostolates. They're going to go down. Now, that's not something that you should freak out about and become hopeless and be like, oh, the church is in a state of contraction. What are we going to do? No. In the state of contraction, it means the church needs to shore up the things that are important. 
So what should you do? You should shore up your parish. Shore up your parish. So help out with things, right? Volunteer to help with potlucks. Volunteer to help with CCD. Volunteer to be a part of the ministers at Mass, to be a lector, sometimes to be an extraordinary minister of communion, to be a cantor. Find some way to shore up your parish. And then finally, the best way to shore up your parish besides helping out is to tithe, right? We need to be tithing to support the church. And the best way to make sure the important things in the church survive is to make sure that they're funded. So the best thing you can do as a Catholic in a state of contraction is not to mourn like, oh my gosh, we used to have all these schools and now we don't. Well, that's, that's going to happen. Things come and go. But instead, let's focus on maintaining the things that really do matter. Yes, socials matter. I'm not one of these who say, oh, we, we, oh it's only about the sacraments. Well, yeah, but the sacraments take root in a community. The best way to build a community is by doing fun stuff. So invest yourself in your parish. Invest yourself in these core Catholic things and maybe don't get so upset about the peripheral things starting to fall away. All right, final, last thing that changed during COVID was that we developed all sorts of alternative and digital ministries, right? Live streaming mass, uh, talks, Zoom Bible studies, you name it, it's been tried. These things are really cool. So I live in the middle of nowhere, and it's been really cool to get to put these things on as a way to reach more people. Uh, I was actually in my other parish 33 miles away, and the postmaster said that she had watched Mass every week. Not Catholic, but she watched Mass every week because she thought it was interesting. That's super cool. So what do I want to say about these digital ministries or this, this alternative way of doing things? First off, I think it's cool and it has uses. It's not a Band-Aid, so not everything can be live streamed, right? Communion can't be live streamed. It's just, it's not the same thing. Spiritual communion is not the same thing as receiving communion, right? So we do need some very real concrete things, and digital ministry can't solve it all. But it is really good for reaching more people. So let's emphasize the good, but also recognize its limitations. But there's another thing I want to throw out there, and this is just some something to throw, you know, throw at you, a bee in your bonnet, right? Digital ministries and the post-COVID alternative way of doing things has usually meant, so I'm, I'm speaking in terms of numbers, not in terms of like something absolute, but from what I have seen, it usually means the parish now runs almost exclusively on the energy of the priest, so whereas before COVID, there was sort of some kind of like church infrastructure and father helped out and father was very busy, but he didn't run the parish on his own charisma, his own willpower. Now, post COVID, where the priest had to come up with things on his own, right? I'm thinking about myself, right? I had to live stream mass from my house. I had to come up with lighting, camera, sound, right? I had to come up with all the programs, set up all the Zoom meetings, learn how all this works, learn how to stream on three different platforms at once. I think a lot of people don't realize in the post-COVID church that we have an entire, an entire set of things that are entirely focused on the priest's energy. And so maybe you should go to your priest and encourage him. Give him a little bit of like, 
a pat on the back and say, hey, Father, thanks for doing what you do. Is there anything we can do to help? You, wouldn't, you would not believe how awesome it would be to have somebody else come up with the idea for a potluck, somebody else come up with CCD, somebody else take over a Bible study, RCIA. All of these things run on the priest's energy alone. Since we've lost a lot of our parish infrastructure and a lot of our staffing, I think it's really important for us to start spreading that out among our people and start learning how to rebuild some infrastructure in our parishes. So the next time you see your priest, maybe realize that he is a little bit tired and that he's been running your parish. Statistically, it's likely. I mean, I don't know that for a fact, but statistically, it's likely that he's been running your parish on his own energy since the lockdown ended. So maybe give him a little bit of a hand and encourage him to say, you know, Father, thanks for what you do. Thanks for everything that you, that you, you make our parish uh, able to do. And so I think that that's just a few thoughts about what the church looks like post-COVID and what you can do, right? This isn't meant to be some kind of like depressing, like, oh, it's all bad. No, it's certainly not all bad, but it is different. And we need to be aware of the challenges that we're facing so that we can address those challenges with prudence, with faith, and with a Catholic heart. This has been the Catholic Link Podcast the podcast for busy Catholics. You can head on over to Catholic Link to find all of our other material as well as things by Cast Media. This has been Father Rob Adams with my monologue about the post-COVID church. Thank you all so much for your patience and for listening, and I hope to see you next time. God bless you. (laughs) 